When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great to have your company on, Dwayne's World. Second hour of the program coming up. Big second hour as well. Brenton Sanderson about to join me in a matter of seconds. We'll head back to your calls as well very shortly on one 736 Nathan Coulter, Niall to join us later this hour and Brett Phillips to join us in the next hour. And the Macca's last fan standing quiz to come later in the program. But always good to have a chat about all things football with former Geelong best and fairest and former Adelaide Crows coach Brenton Sanders has been good enough to take our call and give us some of his time. Brenton, welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Uh, thanks, Dwayne. Good to be back on your show. It's good to be talking some footy. Normally the Australian Open dominates for two weeks, but once the last racket has hit a ball at the Australian Open, it is officially footy season in most people's minds. So we're not far away. Um, you've been starting to think about it. What are you looking forward to most out of 2023? Oh, I think um, I think we're set for another good season, Dwayne. I mean, last year was just fantastic. The, I guess the evenness of the competition and the, the size that we saw improve, and Long's finals campaign and the way that they won that grand final was just was just sensational. But I think we'll see a few clubs, you know, who finished out of the eight last year, push back up in and 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 really really contend. I, I really like Carlton and Port Adelaide, what they've done in the off season, and I think they're going to improve, um, which then means, you know, who sort of drops out of the eight if there's two teams that are going to drop out. Um, you know, I guess your listeners would all have their own theories on what the eight will look like next year. But um, I think we'll see a lot of clubs improve. I, I really liked the Gold Coast last year. And they just haven't been able to sustain a full, you know, 22-round season um, so far. But I think they're slowly building. And I'd expect them to really push and contend next year for finals as well. So... I think we were really uh, fortunate with what we saw last year, but I think it's going to get even better in 2023. So you've made Carlton fans happy, Port Adelaide fans happy, and Gold Coast fans happy, but you've upset the St Kilda fans because they finished outside the eight and you didn't mention them? Yeah, I'm just, I, I think it was an interesting off-season to answer St Kilda. I, I, you know, I, I watched with interest. They, they pushed for a couple of free agents that they didn't get. You know, a guy like Jordan Dugowie, Potentially, then if they if they could if they could have landed someone like him, then you're potentially in a position where you can push and and see if you can if you can break into that sort of top eight, potentially top four. But um, when they were unable to be able to sort of grab that sort of top range free agent, I, I think they're in a bit of a holding pattern again. I, I, it's it's a really interesting watch to see what they do with Ross Lyon. And I know he's a fantastic coach. He's got great experience, and uh, you know he's brought Rob Harvey with him as well who's a really experienced um, assistant coach but I just still think they need a few more years of drafting the best young talent that they can and I thought they were they were close the last couple of seasons but for whatever reasons they just couldn't they just couldn't get into the eight and I mean they were they were they were, they were really uh, they, were, they, were, they were well uh, in, inside the eight at the halfway point of the season but then really mm. really tailed off but I just think Dwayne I just think they need another year or two um, of, of of drafting the best young talent they can, and you know building with Ross Lyon, and and you know who who knows, but I, I just I just don't think twenty twenty three is going to be their season. So if a team or two outside the eight are going to push their way into the eight, a team inside the eight's got to miss out. And you've got Richmond who finished seventh. They've added 
Hopper and Taranto. So in theory, they might get even better. Brisbane's added and they finished sixth. So they've added Jack Gunston and Josh Dunkley. And they've got the best young kid, Will Ashcroft, in the land who will probably yep. play round one. Fremantle's finished fifth. Um, they added Luke Jackson. So in theory, they're going to have a forward slash Ruckman added to their stock. And Fife won't be as injured as he was all season. Um, the, who do you see dropping out? I don't know, Dwayne, and that's, and that's I think, going to be the really difficult part for us to sort of observe from, I guess, the, the media point of view is, um, and I, I'd, I'd probably say the Western Bulldogs, but, you know, I, I really like their additions as well. Um, I know they lose Dunkley to Brisbane. Um, Brisbane were fantastic last year. They were so entertaining to watch. They just couldn't quite get their defence right. So if they can improve that over the summer, I think they're, they're going to be right in the mix as well. I mean, you mentioned a couple of those um, um, those kids coming in for them, Ashcroft and also Fletcher. Um, they're going to be fantastic for them. You know, Brisbane have done really well in the draft and obviously in the, in the um, trade period. If, like I said, from a sort of strategy structure point of view, if they can just get that defence part right, we know they can score heavily. So um, they lose McStay as well. I mean, that's obviously a big loss to Collingwood. But, yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think Brisbane are right in the mix. But um, I don't know, Dwayne. It might, it might be one of those years again where, you know, 11, 12 wins... Uh, it might come down to the to the last round, and we, you know, sides are sort of fighting um, to sort of break into that in, in, into that eight. But I think the thankfully for the AFL, the season is uh, sorry the the competition now is just so even, and the clubs uh, seem to have it right in how they how they draft now and how they use that free agency and potentially now we're seeing with what Geelong did and the success that they had with with never really bottoming bottoming out and going back to the sort of draft with those first round picks, but just sort of topping up with free agents. Um, strategic trades um, that you know that's probably what Richmond have done now as well They'll, rather than go back down to the bottom and rebuild again they've they just keep sort of adding really talented young free agents so um, it's going to be hard it's going to be tough for those sides right down the bottom um, to sort of push their way back up but I'm sure they will over time yeah so Geelong add Tanner Bruin and they get Jack Bowes uh, they didn't have to spend you know much other than salary cap room on Jack Bowes. So, and they lose Selwood. So what kind of loss is Joel Selwood going to be, Sando? Well, I actually think they got better, Dwayne, and that's scary because they, they won the premiership quite convincingly, obviously, against the Swans. And I, I mean, I should say just quickly, I think, I think the Swans, that was their worst game of the season. They're going to be really hard to beat again next year. They're a really talented young team who are just going to get so, so much better over the next three or four seasons when you look at their age profile. So... I expect them to be right up there. But, yeah, Geelong got better, Dwayne. And Sir was a huge loss. He's been the, um, obviously, the captain, but he's been the spiritual leader there for a long time. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they got better with the players that they brought in. Um, Jack Bowes, I really like. I think he's going to be fantastic. Tanner Bruins, a good, a good talent and a local kid as well. So I just, I just think they're going to be really hard to beat again. Um, the Cats and, uh, I mean... Maybe it's just injuries that, that can that can derail a season for, for, for a club like Geelong and, and, and um, you know, Brisbane or something, or Swans potentially. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to see that top four changing too much. But like I said, I just I just think Carlton have got too much talent. I like the way Vossi coached them last year. Um, and I think Port Adelaide, the way that they they use the, the trade period and the draft and the, and the, and the players they drafted, I think, I think they're going to they're gonna rebound really quickly, you know, sort of remembering that they started the season 0-5 last year. Mm. So, in essence, you're telling us Jason's going to have a good year. What's that? Sorry, Dwayne? 
So you're predicting Jason Horn Francis will have a good year. If he has a good year, oh, yeah. it, it will be a big have a big impact on Port, won't it? Oh yeah, we'll. I mean, he's he's such a class player, and you know, for whatever reasons, and we know uh, it was really difficult for him in Melbourne. Um, but I think just going home and being around, you know, family support and network there. You know, Port Adelaide's a great club. They're um, they've got really good, uh, you know, balanced support around him. Like I think, I think he's going to really flourish there. I think he's going to be a fantastic player for them, not just not just this season, but you know, for the next sort of ten years and beyond. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's a really um, it's a really clever ploy, uh, or the way that they they arranged that. Um, um, I, I just think Port Adelaide did a fantastic job in in squeezing him out of um, North Melbourne and I think he'll find himself a happy home there and he's going to be an exciting player to watch over the next decade. Who will captain Geelong? Gee, I don't know. I was having this uh, debate with someone only yesterday, mm-hmm. Dwayne. It's, it's, it's really hard. I mean, there's some, some fantastic options for them. They're probably blessed with a, like a, a lot of players that could do it. I mean, you think about guys like Duncan would be fantastic. Um, Blitzabs, obviously... Um, you know, a dual best and fairest winner. I think he would be fantastic. Um, Tom Stewart would be would be an obvious selection as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, they, I, I just don't know which way they go. It's so hard to do it after Joel Selwood as well. Um, as I said, he's been the spiritual leader there as well as the captain for a really long time. But I think the foundations are set there. They've, they've got great support around that sort of leadership group. It could be one of sort of seven or eight players, I think, would be deserving of the captaincy there. But... Um, whether they take age into consideration, a guy like Duncan, you know, with his age, potentially with only you know, two or three years left to play. Um, but, yeah, for me personally, I'd, I'd probably go Blitzavs, Dwayne. I just think mm. um, having, having you know, watched him so closely and the way the, the way he plays the game, he's so loud, on the, loud out on the field too with his direction. I, yeah. my, my money would be on, on, on him if, um, um, if, if, if I was going to bet on who would captain Geelong next year. Do you think a two-year stint, which is what Patrick Dangerfield would get if he got it, and he'd be disappointed if he didn't get it, wouldn't he? A little, Sando? Oh, yeah, it's a good point. Um, I don't know, Dwayne. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Danger would be a fantastic captain. When I when I was coaching uh, the Crows, I thought I thought he would be the future captain um, of Adelaide, and um, I thought him and Rory Sloan, when I was there, showed you know exceptional um, leadership for for young men in their early 20s. And um, you're probably right. He's, 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 he's certainly been there long enough now to know um, to know everything about the club and the way that it operates. And, yeah, obviously a Brownlow medalist at Geelong, um, he'd, be, he'd, he'd be a fantastic choice as well. But I don't know, Dwayne. I just I think personally, and obviously I know Danger pretty well, I, I just think he's better when he focuses on his own game, when he just does what he needs to do. I think sometimes when... When you have to, um, you know, the captain has to obviously be across across everyone and the strategy and the structure and the way you line up. And sometimes that can distract players from playing at their best. But, but yeah, like I said, in the same breath, I thought he, he showed exceptional leadership qualities for, for a player in his young 20s when I coached him at the Crows. Talking to former Adelaide coach and two-time, oh, well, is it three different clubs, I should say? Two different clubs. I nearly said you were only two clubs, Santa, but... Of course, Collingwood, Geelong, <laughs> added to that mix. Um, I've got to ask you about your old club, Adelaide. Will they stick with Rory Sloan? I think so, Dwayne. Yeah, I mean he's he's sensational. Like his um, his character is 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 brilliant. And 
really. Um, with everything that the Crows have been through over the last sort of seven or eight seasons, you know, with obviously the tragedy around Phil Walsh and then, um, um, you know, losing that grand final and the, and the sort of camp and everything that came out of that camp, I think it did really, um, you know, push him personally to the limits, you know. And like I said, he's, his character's off the charts. Anyone that's met him personally, you won't find a nicer guy in footy. Um, and I just think, yeah, he's without without him being, you know, a constant there over the last sort of seven or eight seasons. Um, who knows where the Crows would be? But um, I think he's. I think I think they need to persist with him, and I think he's going to be um, a really important player, but also to a, a leader when Adelaide starts to sort of rebuild now. And I, I know it's been a long time for them between. Um, but yeah, I think I think with the way that they've drafted now, and obviously bringing in some players, I. I think they're going to slowly improve. I think I think Nixie's doing a great job there with his with the way with the way that they play. Um, it's just going to take a little bit a little bit of time, probably a little bit longer than what the fans would be hoping. But um, yeah, I, I think Sloney deserves to. Um, obviously, if they can still persist with Sloney, I think I think that's that's definitely the right the right strategy to take. Got four new coaches coming in, so or a couple of them coached before. But you have got North Melbourne, the Giants. Essendon and St Kilda. Which of those teams do you think will have the biggest spike under their new guy? Uh, Bombers for me. Uh, I think um, I think Brad Scott's a great coach. We saw what he did uh, with the Kangaroos, and you know he obviously got him into finals a lot with um, you know limited resources. And I just think his his personality is a perfect uh, fit at the moment for the Bombers. And they're a very young squad still, um, but there is some talent there. So I think with the resources around him and the support that he's going to get, I think Essendon are the team um, that we're going to see uh, improve really quickly. Um, I don't think they're a finals contender for 2023, but I think we'll see some genuine improvement from them. Um, we know North Melbourne's going to take time with the age and the profile of their list. Um, the Giants, it might be a slow build for them. I know they've always had the challenge of of holding on to players and um, and obviously losing Taranto and Hopper is huge. So um, I think it's going to be a, a a big challenge for Adam Kingsley, but um, but he's a, he's a fine young coach. We haven't seen him yet at um, AFL level as a senior coach, and we know that's a big jump, but um, he's, he's certainly done his apprenticeship as an assistant. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be it's going to be quite slow for those teams. Um, and I mentioned St Kilda before. I think Ross Lyon is the perfect fit back for them. To obviously, welcoming him back to a club where he had great success and got so close. So, I think he's the perfect fit for them as well. But I just, I just don't know if they've got the list at the moment to compete in 2023. You mentioned Essendon. So, who's going to captain Essendon? Do they go for Zach Merritt? There were a few callers that we took earlier this week saying that Sam Draper could be the guy. I mean, he's a big guy in the middle. The old days used to have your Ruckman as your captain, your, your big extrovert who's got a bit of flamboyance about the way he goes about it? Yeah, I don't mind that. That's actually like, um, it's a little bit creative, I know. Uh, but sometimes yeah. uh, a young man like um, like Sam Draper in that situation would even, would sort of thrive on that opportunity to be able to lead the club. And um, and going, going with a young player too, we saw, you know, obviously Geelong went to Selwood quite early in his development. Um, I know it's going back a long way now, but um, a lot of a lot of clubs, like even the Wayne Carey, you know, was was captain North Melbourne in his in his early twenties. But you know, so I, it wouldn't be a bad risk. I, I think Zach Merritt would be the obvious pick, but um, obviously, when, when you're inside the club, uh, there's probably the players that 
that we don't know have great leadership skills, but, you know, within those sort of four walls of the Bombers, um, you know, would be like a real natural leader. So, but yeah, p- personally, I think I think it'd be merit. But yeah, I actually don't mind the call of Drake. I think I think it, he's he's probably got the personality that could uh, that could handle um, a captain role. And what about game styles in twenty twenty three, Brenton? We saw in twenty twenty two, and look, Richmond did it for a while when they won flags. They played this attacking brand of footy where you know their their main emphasis was trying to score. A few of the teams that jumped on that bandwagon, have won flags since. Do you think that'll stay the way? Will it be, let's put 20 goals on the board mentality again? Uh, Collingwood, you know, attacked at all times of a game, but especially in that last five-minute period in close games, took on the inside kick that was dangerous and, you know, threatened to turn over, but they won games because of it. Will there be coaches who go against the grain and try and drag it back, or do you think everyone's going to put their foot down in 2023? I think you've got to play to what your list strengths uh, are. And we saw Chris Scott come out after the grand final win and obviously talk about the way that they sort of reviewed their previous couple of seasons with a, with a group of new coaches coming in. They um, probably thought that, you know, with let's see, Tom, Tom Hawkins and also Jeremy Cameron in their forward line and, and recruiting Stengel, they just had to get it there faster. So... We know that Geelong's method prior to last year was was to was to move the ball quite slowly. They were actually ranked 18th for the speed of ball movement. They used to chip the ball around sideways a lot in their back half and sort of build the ball um, as they 50. Uh, whereas last year they sort of turned and took the game on a lot faster. So I think I think you just got to look at the profile of your squad and what and what you can um, you know use the traits of your players that uh, that best suits them. So. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what Ross Lyon does after being such a defensive coach previously uh, at his time at St Kilda and Fremantle. Whether, whether you know, spending a few years in the media, whether you know, obviously watching a lot of footy, whether he he, he adds a bit more offensive flair to his to his strategy, um, and also to uh, you know how how North Melbourne gonna, how North Melbourne will play under Clarkson, you know, because obviously they. He's been there before with a really young squad back in the sort of mid two thousands when it was you know rough head and and Franklin and, and Lewis and Hodge and this sort of young talent. He, he, he's taught to play defence first. The offence came after that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they evolve and how they how how um, how Clarkson um, you know um, sets up their team you know with a with a very young um, age profile. So yeah, I think I think you have to just you just you can't just go out and say okay we're going to play all that attack when you haven't quite got the the players um, ahead of the ball to be able to to, to, to do that. Um, I mean, Collingwood's going to be interesting too. Do I know they were fantastic last year with all those close wins? But um, you know, are they going to play? Like, what are they going to do differently in 2023? Um, you know, uh, what what happens with some of those sort of aging stars, guys like Side Bottom and Pendlebury? How they use those guys? Um, you know, um, with Mitchell coming into that midfield, uh, that have to change their their, their mix in the midfield a little bit. Um, so yeah, there's, there's 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 so many things I'm looking forward to seeing how how the coaches will structure up and, and exactly what you said how how they're going to play are they going to play more defensive they're going to play more attacking um, it's going to be a really interesting watch. And you're not that far removed from Collingwood you know the players very very well. Who will captain them now that Scott Pendlebury has handed it over? Ah oh, gee, I don't know. I really don't know. I think. Um, Taylor, Taylor Adams potentially um, is a fantastic leader internally. Uh, be Darcy Moore, um, 
I know he's had these sort of health concerns over the summer, but um, they're probably the two. I mean, I'd, I'd say Jeremy Howe, but I know, you know, he's, he's sort of closer to the end of his career than he's the start of his career. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd say Adams or Moore, that'd probably be the two for me. Maybe a bit of a wild card would be Jack Crisp, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think Adams or, or Darcy Moore for me. And one more quick one. You mentioned coaches coaching to what they've got to play with, what their weaponry is, and yet Sam Mitchell last year coached Hawthorne under a game plan that he wanted to ingrain in a team to hopefully bring them gold at the end of another year and a half under his development system. So does he continue to stick with this plan that they're still trying to get their head around, learn it, and make it work? Yeah, I forgot about Hawthorne for a sec, Dwayne. You're right, like... I really like Sam Mitchell as a coach. I think he, I think he's um, like strategically. I think he's brilliant. Really, I think with what he, uh, with the list that he's got. Um, but it was really interesting to see what they did with their squad over this over the summer. Like in 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 the off season, um, it's almost like they've they've uh, they've said, right, we're not we're not in a position where we're going to contend for another few years. So they they you know obviously offloaded a lot of a lot of talent. Um, to, to access the draft, so it might have to be some short-term pain for their supporters just to watch that team, you know, build and grow and evolve. Um, but it might be a slow burn. It might be like a two, three, four-year uh, program that um, that Mitchell sort of set up for them, um, which will frustrate the fans. But uh, as we've seen previously with Hawthorne and we saw with Geelong back in the early 2000s, sometimes when you just get a, a, a group of young players together and build a way that you want to play and sustain success. So I guess, as I said before, there's, two, there's sort of two ways to do it. It feels like there's the Geelong method now, the modern way, where you keep topping up with three agents um, and a little bit like what Richmond have done or you do what North Melbourne and um, Hawthorne have done and, um, you know, you just, you just keep going to the draft and building building with young talent. Sando, great to have you on. Really appreciate you talking some footy with me. Can't wait till I start. So uh, thanks for a lengthy chat and... Enjoy the rest of your summer. Nah, thanks so much, Ryan. I'm like you, mate. I can't wait for the footy season to come around again. We'll, we'll chat soon. Yeah, we will. Benton Sanderson joining us, former Adelaide Crows coach and uh, Preston Ferris winner with the Cats. Um, we'll get the news very shortly. Um, reports on whether Lisa Marie Presley has passed away or not in uh, various newspapers uh, around the country right now. So we'll check in with news on that. Clive in Greensboro, I know you're on the line, but we need to take a break. You're with Dwayne's Ball.